Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me to count down or count up or not count at all the best and worst moments of the 2012 season is my very good friend Sarah. Hi Sarah. Hello. Yes, counting, not my strong point, so don't count on me for that. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh no, we started the show with a pun. In good news, <laughs> dear listener, we're only going to get better. Maybe. <laughs> it can't get much worse. Yes, it is the end of the season. Tear, tear, sad face, tear. Pretty much. Yes, but it's been great. It's been fabulous. It's been interesting. There have been some downs and some ups. And yeah, and there's been some really fucking great cycling. There really has. One of the interesting things for me is when I started trying to think about what I wanted to include um, on my sort of bests for the year, um, it really does sort of span most of the whole year, uh, which is quite cool. And you know, indicative of a strong, strong uh, series of events and uh, good sport. Yeah, so, um, well, do you want to start with yours? How, how are we going to start this? Oh, <laughs> uh, my friends. Um, Sarah's been trying for about four and a half days now to get a sneak peek at my list. She keeps going, so what's on your list? And I keep being a real bastard and saying things like, you'll find out in four and a half days. And she always goes, ha, you're such a bastard. So, But it's, it's, it's because I kind of worry about, you know, the say, if, we have the same, if we have the same bests, then that's kind of boring. Well, or... <laughs> Actually, we did have one of the same bests. This is probably why Dan won't tell me, because the first thing I mentioned, he's like, shit, that's on my list too. <laughs> it's, it's more that I think if we both have the same bests, then they really, really were the best. Okay. So I, I'm what... okay with that. If we have different bests, then we're going to have to have, have a death match to sort it out. <laughs> well, I'll win, clearly. Well, definitely. Um, oh, actually, I don't know, because according to the rules of Thunderdome, two men enter, one man leaves. So I don't know how that's going to work out, actually. I'm not a man. Exactly. So you're sort of disqualified before it even starts. I don't make the Thunderdome rules. Uh, someone should talk to <laughs> Tina Turner about that. Different different podcast for that, though, I think. Um, well... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rendered speechless by absurdity. Well, that's a thing, right? Again. Yeah, so, um, what was, well, I mean, I started, I think, I was, because when I asked you, you know, where does our year lie, um, where does our year start? It was actually with a deliberate thing because my fav- one of my first uh, highlights of the year was right, 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 right back on the 1st of January when um, Chloe Hosking called Pat McQuaid a bit of a dick after the Jayco Bay Classic. And now, that was very nice. That was wonderful. To be fair, um, I have a couple of observations on that incident. First of all, I have never been more proud to be Australian. Um <laughs> Secondly, Chloe was obviously and absolutely baited by the thoughtless and rather mean-spirited journalist who asked her, you know, given that Pat McQuaid thinks that women's cycling isn't um, at that level yet, which was the quote he'd made at the the previous year's Worlds, um, you know, what's your opinion? What else are you going to say? 
So, you know. <laughs> and I think she just got off her bike as well. It was like, exactly. I mean, it was such a cab moment. This she's is just... one of the reasons why Chloe's my cab equivalent. It's because, you know, she just got off her, off her bike after winning a stage in Jayco Bay Classic. It's a really exciting race. It's a shit hot race. And the first thing she gets asked about Pat is about, about Pat fucking McQuaid and his idiotic comments. So, yeah, 10 points to Chloe. Um, I, I don't blame her. I mean, you just don't get this in other sports where you literally get off your bike and someone's shoving a a microphone into your face after you've just been in a very aggressive sprint asking you dumb questions <laughs> um, and, and part of the the pleasure of the whole um, debacle I mean it caused a bit of a stir uh, you know I will go out on a limb and admit that I'm reasonably casual towards my fucking attitude towards fucking swearing um, <laughs> no really? no really I don't really give a shit but um, some people do, and particularly when you're referring to the nominal head of a governing body uh, and calling them a bit of a dick. Um, and it sort of caused a bit of a fuss because people were like, well, you, she shouldn't have you know, talked about him in that way no matter how annoyed she is, blah, blah, blah. And it turned into this thing where Chloe was forced to apologise and... Um, Cycling Australia, the, the sports governing body here, had to issue a press release um, explaining the whole thing. And that was actually one of my favourite moments of the year because um, <laughs> when, you, when you read the press release, what it boils down to is Cycling Australia going, yeah, even though Pat McQuaid is a bit of a dick, Chloe shouldn't have called him a bit of a dick because calling him a bit of a dick was kind of a dickish thing to do. But it's really only because he is a bit of a dick. What we would do for calling Pat McQuaid a bit of a dick is we would punish Chloe and tell her not to call him a bit of a dick again. Um, and we would <laughs> fine her for calling him a bit of a dick. But the problem is she doesn't really get paid enough to be fined. And that was the best response from a governing body I could have ever hoped for. It was brilliant. It was beautiful it was so australian as well dan i'm sorry i know i have a weird um weird vision of the fair country you come from but it was just the most australian thing i'd ever read <laughs> oh. it was beautiful i mean it's like this is the official statement we took into the account we took into account the fact that the women and in particular chloe earn bugger all from the sport <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and so, finding her would serve no useful purpose. <laughs> I mean, basically it was, we'd love to find her, but they've got to pay her properly first. <laughs> and, that's what, that, and that's what that dick won't do. Yeah, it was lovely. It was beautiful and perfect. And yeah, it was just... It was just so sweet. I mean, the other funny thing was that I think people got all outraged about it. Like, oh, my God, dick is a terrible word. And, it, and especially Americans. And I think they got outraged about it because she's a girl. But then some of the same people who were outraged by Chloe Hosking were kind of um, kind of saying when Brad Wiggins had his... Had yeah, his, well, I was going to say we had, a, <laughs> we had a very interesting turnaround when, when Brad unleashed the C word on the world I don't, during I don't the tour. Think, People are going, oh, well, you know, in Britain, it's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, everyone says it all the time. <laughs> it's like, no, honestly, we don't say that in pub. 
that's not a, that's not words for polite company. But yeah, so lovely Chloe, and I've just seen today that actually Chloe Hosking is joining High Tech next year. I know, along with apparently everyone else in the world. It's amazing <laughs> that Carl Carl has built the team to rule them all by absorbing all of them. I th- I, it just makes me think that maybe Emma Johansson was actually being paid quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they've also they've also signed Amelia Farlane, haven't they? Yeah, they've they've signed they've signed Amelia Farlane. Well, today they announced they've yes. signed Amelia Farlane and uh, uh, Chloe Hosking from from Specialized Lululemon. Mm. Uh, last week they signed uh, Rosella Ratto and uh, Rachel Nalan, who everyone should remember for being in the world. They've already got Elisa Longo Borghini, so God knows what they're doing next year. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, if <laughs> If he comes out by the end of this week and makes an announcement that he signed Mariana Voss, uh, thereby completing his world's podium, I will go out and buy a Dutch hat to eat. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't put it past Carl. Carl Lima is uh, Carl Lima. For people who don't know, um, you should all follow him on Twitter. He's fucking hilarious. He's Carl with a K underscore Lima. L-I-M-A underscore high tech and he's hilarious and he's the general manager and he makes me laugh all the time he's very very funny very good bloke and that team's going to be super scary next year it's gonna be so much fun he really is funny and a super bloke but to be fair I make Sarah laugh all the time it's not that hard <laughs> but sweetheart I'm laughing at you, not with you. I'm laughing wait, wait, with that's not, that's not what you said the other night when I was upset and in tears and worried about the future of the world. <laughs> no, then I was just laughing. You can hear <laughs> what Awesome. Oh. Uh, so that was, that was high point number one, which yes. we agree on. What was your high point number two? Well, um, I'd, I'd broken mine actually into two sort of subcategories, so um, race moments and non-race moments. So we've sort of started down the, the non-race route, which is fine, um, but I'll, I'll continue there. So um, for me, uh, Marine's series of blogs um, have just been amazing, covering so many important and really interesting things. Uh, from being able to spot riders by their hairstyles under helmets, which was actually really fucking useful. I have been <laughs> amazed since I learned about that little tip how many riders I've been able to pick from, you know, ponytails or plaits or, you know, long or short under a helmet. It's weird. It's awesome. But, mate, in, in 2010, if you read the things I wrote, you'd have seen that um, on Podium Cafe, that's exactly how I did, I, I did that for people, for the, t- for the Geelong Worlds, for how to spot the riders. And it was basically, yes, you can spot her because she has a, a ponytail of very small brown curls. <laughs> oh, I was, I was really worried because I thought this was going to be in one of those moments where I'd have to, you know, offer a mere culpa and explain that, yes, I, I'd failed really badly. But I don't. I get to go, ha, 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 suck it. I didn't read that because I was in Geelong. They don't have the internet there, so. Oh, is it one of those parts of Australia? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Anyone in Geelong, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean that. It was a lovely town. So yeah, so yeah, Marine. I mean, Marine's blogs. What's been really interesting about them is I've been reading them for ages, and um, this year she's tra- had them translated into English. And 
I'm 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 still read them in Dutch just because I like to pretend I can read them in Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> and especially the swear words. I mean, you know, I, I was particularly happy when I can translate things like fuckity fuckity fuck in um into English. I feel very proud of myself. Really? I am a multicultural um, European, what? not a tragic Brit. <laughs> What does that translate to in English? I'm guessing it's something along the lines of, oh, darn. <laughs> I think in English it's, like, oh, dear. Yes, right. <laughs> uh, I'm in a spot of bother now. Yeah, no, I love her, I love her blogs. Everyone should read Marine's blogs. I think, I think we should... I, I wonder if we've actually managed to go a week without mentioning Marine's blogs. Um, possibly. I don't know. That would be... I'd, I'd be guessing no. Hmm. So, um, what else? What else is, is on your list? Um. Well, this one's going to sound a little bit self-serving, and um, I'm going to need you to cover it with an, uh, you know, soft and sympathetic. Ah, oh, when I'm done, okay. Okay. I'm. 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 I'm getting my. I'm getting my serious face on. My sincere face. Cool. Okay. So this is my last non-race one. Uh, for me, it's been an amazing year to have started doing this podcast and particularly to have launched and had such an amazing success with our social media jersey project. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. Absolutely incredible. Thank you again to everyone who has contributed and helped make it such a wonderful thing. Oh, that is all, isn't it? And and actually, you bastard, because you stole my thunder. <laughs> I've got thunder in a bottle. I don't know what you do with thunder in a bottle. That sounds like yeah, not good. Uh, I mean, my 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 things apart from the oh people, because I've got that on my list actually. All the people we've spoken to, and new friends, new internet friends, and real life friends, and you know. Um, Oh, meeting people at races, meeting Dave and Dylan and people like that at, at the Nationals. And, oh, it's just been great. Just people are lovely, aren't they? That's, I think that's what I've got from this season is people are really, really nice. It weirds me out. I think it's something to do with people and bikes because I have this strong opinion uh, that people in general are bastards. But, you know, people who are into women's cycling seem not to be. So congratulations on being a better class of person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my highlights. Oh God, I was I was thinking about them, and well, one of my negatives actually. I started with one of my negatives, and that was um, well, British Cycling has been one of my negatives this year. The organisation British Cycling, our great and respected governing body, they've done some really shitty things, and you know they started off the year shittily by hiring Chris Newton to be their DS for the women's team, and uh, they sacked Simon Cope. Simon Cope's well known for being fucking incredible, and um, they sacked him. I don't know why. They gave the job to Chris Newton, who's uh, road experience I think the best thing he ever rode was the Tour of Britain in a small shit team you know in a domestic team sorry I don't really mean sh small shit team that was an in joke but uh, yeah and and it and 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 it's just been really really crappy all year but I thought that leaving Sharon Laws off the Olympic team was fucking insane and stupid and and now they're kind of doing this really nasty set of press stuff against Emma Pooley, like saying, oh, she wasn't very good, was she, this year? And, 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 and it's really pissing me off. And so I think I'm going to have to actually cancel my British Cycling subs because what the fuck am I paying them for if they're, just, if they're shit like this? So that's my negative. 
it's in the past, it's gone, fuck knows what they're doing. Apparently Dave Brailsford is having some thoughts about how they can support women on the road in the future, which, you know, um, what are we now? Four years after uh, Nicole Cook won the, the um, Olympic and World's double in 2008. You know, it's a little bit late, but never mind. But my highlight was going to British Nationals, and I had said right at the start that I thought that our drink girls were going to send a clear, clear message about what they thought about Sharon being left off the team. And they did. It was brilliant. It was an amazing race. They, I think they broke away in lap one. From the <laughs> road. I mean, only Nikki Harris, uh, who's a psychocrosser, could keep up with them. And it was great. And I stood by the side of the road feeling like a right idiot and cheering and on every lap. And it was wonderful. And, you know, thanks very, very much to the adorable and lovely Steph Wyman and Matrix Prendas, who um, put me up for the race and enabled me to get there. And yes, it was oh, it was great. And it rained and it was sunny and it rained and it was sunny. I met some amazing people, had a really good time. And yes, and Sharon won. And yeah, lovely, lovely Sharon Laws. I, yes. Salute you. I salute you, my dear. Yes. <sighs> yeah. That, that was one of my good things. Cool. That's pretty awesome. I like the way that you sort of jumbled about half a dozen good things into one good thing. Because <laughs> as we all know, as we all know, Sarah has a small problem um, with being able to identify one or two best ofs um, in that everything is the best ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but I do have some absolutely top favourites and some best, 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 best jobs. I mean, admittedly, cool. it is quite pinning me down. But well, yes, I want to go in reverse order for my my race moments. Um, okay. So so my my third most favourite. I'm actually surprised in retrospect. I mean, I, I know I've talked about this a little bit, but you know, I, I've women's cycling has turned out to to reveal more of a patriotic streak within me than I had ever realised was there. But my third best moment was um, Tiff Cromwell's 1,027-kilometer solo breakaway in the Giro Don. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel... I mean, I get she was feeling strong on the day, but I kind of feel it was a little ridiculous for her to just ride the, the route 10 times and lap the field continuously. <laughs> I mean, there's a show of strength, and then there's just taking it a bit too far, but... Um, yeah, no, that that was awesome. Just because, just for the sheer ballsy, um, you know, painfulness of it, more than anything else, that was that was quite a special thing for me. Um, but related to that, I have to say, Tiff, you have too many shoes. I didn't realize that I would, at this point in the season, be respecting that much of an effort. Um, I have to confess that if I worked for your team on your team. Uh, or was in direct contact with any of your teammates, I would be begging people to steal one pair of your shoes at every hotel that you stay at and throw them away and see how long it takes for you to notice. Way too many shoes. Where, where, where did that come from? Yeah, that's a throwback. See, that's me cheating and throwing in an extra thing. You remember the Green Edge video from the start of the season about how to pack? I do remember that video very, very well. Yeah, she had like 72 million shoes. I, I, I suspect they weren't all hers. I get that that may... Wait, hang on, what? Damn. 
Are you sure? She wouldn't lie in a video to me, surely. <laughs> she wouldn't lie to me, would she? Shit. <laughs> Women lying to you, Dan. I mean, I'm sure that's never happened to you before. <laughs> I thought they were these noble creatures who could speak only truth. And, and had to wash their hair every night of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it does smell really nice. not you it's me you actually believe it there are a lot of women who are very insecure yes <laughs> oh i'd love to but you're just too good for me <laughs> my mum does tell me i'm very good <laughs> oh god so, so, um, that was your third that was your third best moment your patriotic australian moment yes what your second best oh we're not trading come on give me your give me one of yours come on okay well in no particular order it was also the Giro Don. my oh my god stage three when it was um emma pooley uh, evelyn stevens and fabiana luperini had escaped up the hill yeah um yes. on stage on stage three uh Voss had won stage one and stage two and They'd uh, they escaped on the climb because, you know, they're all three very super strong climbers. And watching that video where Voss came almost to within an inch of catching them and then Evie attacked and Voss was just left for left gasping in so much pain. And and Evie went on to win the stage uh, with lots of weird gesticulation from Fabiana Luperini and Apuli, which was bizarre because Luperini had done like the least amount of work there. But yeah, that was a really interesting moment because it showed Mariana is human, but it also showed it was also a great, great, great win for Evie. And it was just Voss's, Voss's determination and guts to try and catch them and just, oh, just watching them pull off into the distance because she almost caught them when they were on another hill. But then the next day, stage four, when they did it again, it was um, Stevens and Pooley, and I can't remember who else had escaped on the hill. And Voss had been something like uh, 50 seconds behind them when they hit the top of the hill. But then they had that monster descent. And at the bottom of the monster descent, Voss was like a minute and a half ahead. <laughs> God, it was beautiful. And and she did that Voss thing you were talking about this last week, but that Voss thing of once she's got away, she still works really fucking hard to stay away. And she's, you know, every tiny descent, she was doing that very beautiful Voss descending where, you know, where she's practically got her chin over the front bars. Mm. And, you know, she's right down over, she's making the most aero positions. And I just wish we could see more of Voss descend, but we can't because she's so fucking good. The, the motorbikes can't keep up with her. <laughs> two in one. But yes. Yeah, you, you know, it was stage. It was. I think I'm counting as one thing: Voss losing the pink journey, jersey and then regaining it. Okay, cool. I'll accept that. <laughs> my my next moment is actually also a Voss moment, um, but it's it's a completely different one. Um, it's from the Olympic road race, which oh. uh, is also sometimes referred to as the best fucking race of the year. Uh, depends on personal point of view, I suppose. But if you disagree with me, you're probably wrong. Anyway. <laughs> 
I don't know what's gotten into me today. It's weird, but awesome. Anyway, um, it was a great, great race, but the specific moment that I wanted to reference and pay tribute to was, um, and it's been captured beautifully in, in uh, various photographs, uh, what I like to refer to as Marianna's barbaric yorp as she crosses the line in the piercing rain, fists up, and just, ah! You know, it was such a, an expression of pure emotion um, and, and such intensity. There, there was just absolutely no way to mistake how much um, that, that achievement meant to her in that moment. And I don't think I've been as moved by anyone winning a, a race in many, many years uh, as, as that particular moment. That was, it was just amazing. Oh, it was, wasn't it? It really was. It really was. And, I mean, made made all the more amazing. After, it really, it was such a fucking great race. But to to see Mariana win and cross the line and and just release all of that tension and just, yeah, it, that's, if I had to sum up 2012 in one image, that's the image I'd choose. It was just just an outstanding expression of everything that uh that elite cycling is about it, yeah love it absolutely love it uh, it was great wasn't it i just I, i'm so sad the season's over dan it's really making me sad i feel like oh this beautiful season i've and- i've worked out though that there's really only one way to deal with that and that is What's- to rush headlong through the off-season as quickly as possible so, <laughs> so that the guess, next season arrives as soon as possible. Oh, that's true. That is true. I mean, it wasn't just... I think I think one of my other race favourite race moments was um, Iris Slappendell winning Vagorda. Uh-huh. I really, really liked that. I mean, Slappendell, it was been a long time coming for her, and God knows she's had some terrible luck. I mean, oh... Iris is such a great rider. She's so, she likes cobbles. She likes classic. She likes working her heart off for, uh, out for other people. Um, you know, she was just. But I was so happy. And Vagorda is always such an attacking race. And it was so comedy actually watching Vagorda World Cup because um, that was the one where they had uh, some really homemade media footage um, with like cameras at yeah. fixed point cameras at various points around the course and you couldn't really tell what was going on and they had a ticker and it was great and she was attacking all the time and yeah I was really really happy um actually speaking of blogs everyone should read Iris Slappendale's blog um we'll put a link onto our site prowomenscycling.com um it's especially funny it has one of the best examples of google translate i've seen in ages it's um yeah it's a really really good blog um <laughs> about actually about a terrible subject about the pain of 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 crashing in the ttt and being out of the world's uh road race but um yeah uh everyone should read it because iris is great yes they should and yes she is yes and actually i think what i'll do is i'll put some links to these moments um video moments on onto the site as well so you can see them and um and then tell us that we're wrong and that there were 17 other much better events and that's what we should look at instead excellent i look forward to it <laughs> so um, what's your next what's your next good moment all right well this is this is my personal top 
favourite, absolute best moment of the year. Now, I know that might sound strange after the rap I just gave uh, my number two, but the thing is, that is the image that I would choose to represent the year, but this one has significant, significant personal meaning for me. Okay? This is really important to me. Okay. I was right, motherfucker! (laughs) I don't know how I knew that was coming. (laughs) If if Rach can stick with the next split in the group, then she's got a real shot at a podium. Yes! (laughs) Woo! And I, I, of course, I have to thank Rachel Nalen for doing all the actual hard work and making that a reality. (laughs) If you didn't listen to last week's podcast episode, um, yeah, basically, Dan did say this (laughs) on the third lap from the end, I think, of the world. Oh, I think Rachel Nalen's got a really good chance of the podium. And I said, no. You're deluded. No, she hasn't. She's a brilliant rider. I'd love it if it happens, but no. <laughs> and he kept saying, no, 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 she's got a really good chance. And I kept saying, no fucking way. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Which is also why last week I retired from all things to do with women's cycling and why I'm technically not here doing this podcast now. Oh, yeah, okay. You are right. <laughs> Yeah, don't think that's going away for a while. I'm holding on to that for a long time. I can't believe that out of such an amazing, fucking incredible race, the thing you take is that childish little brother. Um, I was right, you were wrong. <laughs> oh, are you, You're a yeah, man. Yeah, try, try to diminish it, try to belittle me, that's fine. But in five years from now, if slash when we're still recording this thing, I'm going to be like, yeah, well, remember that time in 2012 when I was right? <laughs> and I'll say, and I'll say, yeah, it was good that, yeah, I can remember it because that was the only time you were right. <laughs> yep, and I'll go. That's not the point because I was right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, men clinging to little things since birth. Yes, I'm aware that sounded euphemistically bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, what other kids? Oh my god, the TV. I mean, I think there were so many. The other thing, I mean, if we do the negatives and then we can do some more positives either, because, you know, as, as every good manager knows, you always have a praise sandwich, don't you? I don't know what that is. Don't you? Oh, when you're managing someone and you've got to say something negative to them and you do it surrounded by positives, so you say something like, um, yeah, it's really great that you always make an effort to turn up to work early. You shit at your job. Um, oh, and you make a really good cup of tea. <laughs> so you surround any negatives between two positives. Oh, God, that sounds horrible. Oh. You probably just go out of these meetings and go, yeah, that was one bad thing and two good things. I think I'm winning. I can't actually. I, I probably just fall asleep in the meeting, to be honest. I, wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, what's, what, what are your less good moments of the year? All right, well, um, mostly this is a, a chance to, to pick up some of my pet peeves. Um, but the, probably the, the first one um, is, and this isn't meant as a criticism of anyone involved, this is just something that I, it made me sad, was the um, unfortunate um, 
outcome for our drink as a mm. team and the loss of sponsorship slash funding and the inability of that team to continue as it is. Um, and for, for several reasons, I'm quite fond of the team, uh, but also because um, it really highlights the, the fragility of the, the sport as it stands at the moment and the way that, um, you know, it's very easy for, for um, a lot of people to be significantly affected quite quickly. And here we are in this this strange sort of moment where no one quite knows whether Emma Pooley will ride or won't ride next year. Um, mm. and, and that's a really weird thing. Like, I imagine the, the furor in the sport if we were having this conversation about J-Rod, for example, you know, uh, just... Or, or Andy Schleck, you know, a top climber, um, but can't find a team because his team's folded and doesn't know if he's even going to bother to compete next year because it's just too much of a distraction. Um, you know, the, the, the world would be up in arms. And and so, you know, it highlights uh, the importance of of doing something slash anything to, to progressively work at making things better. In yeah, and that's why I'm so pissed off with British cycling, to be honest, because, you know, there they are kind of... And, 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 and they've kind of, and she actually has been very restrained about British cycling. She hasn't said, you know, she hasn't said a lot of things that she could have said. And yet they're kind of coming out with this negative press about how she hasn't been very good this year and shit. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? She hasn't been very good this year. You know, she didn't do as well in the Olympic time trial on a fucking flat course, which is never going to play to her strengths. And because they didn't have Sharon, all the attacking, you know, all the attacking for Lizzie came down to her. Mm. She didn't do so well on the world. She didn't do as well on the world as they wanted. But for fuck's sake, neither did anyone else. You know, Emma Pooley was no worse than Emma Johansson or Evelyn Stevens or, you know, or Nicole fucking Cook. You know what I mean? It's like, just, it's nonsense. Anyway, out with anger, in with love, as I was once told to breathe. Yes, but, um, I mean... The RR, so RR's gone. Um, Sharon Laws and Miranda Vries are going to Lotto Bellasol for next year. Um, the DS, Danny Stam, was trying to get, find funding for RR to continue, but it's not because he's going to be the DS at Dolman's and he's taking with him Lizzie Armitstead, Jesse Darms, and Lucy Martin. And yep. also taking Adri Visser, who was riding for Skill Argos this year. Um, that's interesting. Apparently, Skill are wooing Kirsten Veeld as well. But um, yeah, Adri Visser and Lizzie Armistead riding together. That should be very interesting. I look forward to that. Um, yeah, they're both kind of the kind of cobbly, attacky sprinters. So, and, and, and Visser's had a really interesting year. She used to be um, solidly in the HTC sprint train, but it's been great seeing her ride for herself this year. So, yeah, that should be. You know, that's going to be... And, and Dolman's is taking a step up. Martina Brass isn't retiring next year. So, you know, I guess there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Cool. And it's not just an oncoming train. <laughs> or maybe it is. Maybe it's the high-tech train. <laughs> what are your... Um, one of my negatives was about losing races. Um, we uh-huh. lost one... World. One of my positives is the entire World Cup season, which I'm very proud of myself for getting nine races into one. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we lost 
we lost the GP Valladolid, Valladolid. Um, it's a Spanish race and obviously the Spanish economy has been having trouble. What I was particularly annoyed about was the UCI came out going, yeah, 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 we'll really try to help this race. Yeah, 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 we'll try and help this race. And it doesn't cost that much money and it still didn't happen. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, there was this, it's not been all bad. Giro, Giro Don nearly didn't go ahead because they had a sponsor who was supposed to, who basically just reneged on their promise at the end and didn't pay them last year so that was fucked and um and you know exergy the company has managed to single-handedly fuck american cycling but but you know the team still seems to be going and yeah and giro trentino um used to be a three-day race and they actually went down to they, and they had to go down to two but they still managed to have three stages over two days so yeah it's been quite negative but at least the races still went ahead and yeah I would have liked to see more hills you know that's another reason I guess Emma Pooley's not madly happy because there are no hilly races anymore mm. but yeah um you know uh, again it's not all bad there's there's a bright side the bright side is that actually you know a load of other races had problems and pulled through so maybe we'll get Valladolid back in the future but hopefully hopefully that would be I great. Mean, I mean, trying to be positive. Yes. Uh, any, any other negatives? Or? Well, I, I had two other things that I wanted to sort of bang on about. Um, they're basically, they, they pretty much fall in the category of ongoing and pet peeves. So, you okay. know, I'm willing to, to have everyone take them with um, appropriate kilograms of salt. But um, first is, you know, the, the ongoing broadcast issue. Um, you know, I don't want to get... I don't want to get bogged down in it all again. We all know the ins and outs of it, and we all know my my generally optimistic hope for the near future, where we'll we'll solve this um, through through collective action. But fuck me, I want more races broadcast. I want to see more races. That's that's what I want. I want to see more races. I mean, yeah, I I guess I guess one of my positives actually is what races we did get to see. Because I was thinking back on it this year, and 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 that's and a lot of the, my positives, a lot of my best races were the races that I got to know more about, which obviously makes sense, doesn't it? Yep. But you know, I guess we had we had an hour every day of the Giro, which was lovely, and we had the entire of Trofeo Binder, which is such a fucking good race. Mm. Um, and such a treat. Oh God. I love that race so much. We didn't get the Ronda van Drenthe. Um, we, we, it was on some kind of weird delay, but so we still got to see it. And Ronda van Drenthe, oh my God, Dan, you've got to watch it with me next year because it's so cool. Ronda van Drenthe is the Dutch World Cup and it involves the man-made mountain, which is a grass-over municipal dump and it involves cobbled roads that aren't just cobbled, but they're cobbled in woodland. <laughs> so they're really slimy cobbles. And this was the one. Where... <laughs> you said that with far too much relish for my comfort. I know it's great. They have to kind of go they're, around these. They're things. really, really slimy cobbles. <laughs> and this was the race where Brody O'Donnell a couple of years ago famously um, got lost and ended up on a Second World War reenactment. And <laughs> you know, it's, it's and they go through a they they have to cycle through. It was a, a conspiracy, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> It is the fact that we mention it all the time. <laughs> I actually think I've gone a whole year without mentioning that, so I'm quite no, proud of No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope she's not listening. <laughs> That's not true either. 
I, she, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> I am a big fan. It's true. I'm not actually lying then. Um, yeah. And, and oh, God, and, and she watched her. That's great. That had great TV too, didn't it? It had, um, you know, it had 15 minutes. And, and on one of those amazing Dutch stations where they go, you know, like, like a lot of TV stations go, oh, we're, we're clutching these rights to our chest and not showing anyone. Whereas the Energy Watch Tour combine having, you know, daily broadcasts, which they have on their internet and actually actively encourage everyone to go and look at. And then they'll be really friendly with you on Twitter and they're lovely and it was a great race. And it's like one of those ones where, um, yeah, I can see why some people don't, riding, don't like riding Dutch races, but it's fucking entertaining to watch. <laughs> Awesome. And what else did we see? We had, I mean, we had Borgorda. Yeah, which um, was actually my personal favourite because, among other things, it was charming and sweet and making great use of what they had available. And uh, for me, also makes the point about how it doesn't take that much to show something and what a big difference that makes. Yeah, and, and there was, I mean, there was video coverage every, of pretty much every race, actually. I mean, Monty on Podium Cafe, I know I talk about Podium Cafe a lot, but it's the, it's the, it's the site where, um, where, I, where one of the places I started writing about women's cycling, and it makes me very happy. And Monty's just like the king of finding all, finding all these little bits of video and stuff. So that's, you know, that's good. And, and there's like this international little community of people who are looking out for this. Uh, Cycling Fever, www.cyclingfever.com. I hope I got that right. Um, I'll link to their video page anyway because they collect videos. And um, I always tell them where I find videos, and they always tell me when they find videos. And Monty finds some, and the amazing Gwenna of the um, of Le Blog de Gwenna uh, finds videos. So you know, so yeah, I mean, like, I'm with you that the broadcasting is a negative, but on the other hand, the kind of fan action of finding these bits of video when they do it is is really great. And yeah, it's well, and we'll- not not just great; it's absolutely essential because it's doing that that demonstrates that there is actually an audience and gives us our best slash only shot of improving the the coverage. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But 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 you know, it is getting better. It is getting better. It is um, getting better, it, and and you're right. And sorry, I'm not trying to argue with that. But what I'm saying is that you know, um, finding it, sharing it, more eyeballs on screens. Uh, it's better for races. It's also better for teams um, to be able to demonstrate to sponsors that this many people are watching. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and you know, my my my, my little dream is that Rai will open up their Girodon footage internationally because that's fucking amazing. And you know, I think you was you I think you said that just being able to see a race from start to finish made such a big difference to you. Yep. And I guess because I've been watching, you know, watching the li- the limited video that we do get for a couple of years now, it's like I I kind of forget that. Well, I think so particularly my- coming from, you know, where you're used to watching men's racing and you get to see, I mean, okay, you miss like the first couple of hours of a stage in a stage race or, or in a one day or whatever, but you see pretty much the whole race. Um, and it does, in my opinion, make a, a big difference in terms of getting a feel for the rhythm of the race and how the attacks evolved and all that sort of stuff. It's a It's a big part of the appeal of... The sport, so yes. Yeah. More um, is better. Yes. What was your other niggle? Your other pet hate? Your other? What did you call it? I can't even remember the word. Uh, pet peeve, I believe I said. I, what was your other pet peeve? 
this e-braced, you may need to sit down. This will shock, surprise, and alarm many of you. The UCI. Specifically, specifically... Just taken as red. I mean, you know, we're all cycling fans. We all hate the UCI. That's just like a, a part of life, isn't it? Well, that's why I was I was progressing with specifically. I didn't even realise. Did you know that there's actually um, a person in the UCI who's meant to be responsible for overseeing women's racing? Oh, like there's an actual formal position for this, but I can't even remember the name of the position, let alone the person who holds this position. And I defy anybody, without looking up on Google, to tell me off the top of their head one thing that this person has done in this position. Ah, to... You see, now, I do, know, I do know what they've done because they had an announcement that they were going to improve women's cycling. And um, they announced some stuff about track and da-da-da. But the thing they're going to do about road is they're going to make sure that every single committee has a woman on it. Well, I... <laughs> That puts me in a really awkward position because I was in the middle of a very good rant. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I was being no, sarcastic. Uh, I know, I know. That's, that's, but that's what I'm going to say. It's like, I really want to... But it's one of those horrible things where I actually don't want to make a fuss of that because that is a good move. <laughs> like, having a woman on every committee, at least, is, is, is something. But... No, it's, I mean, I don't think it even is. I mean, even the fact that that's the, 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 the level that they're at. Do you know what I mean? Like, to me, that just highlights how incredibly shit they are. And they come out and say it like this is something that we'll all be excited about. And, of course, the first reaction everyone has is make jokes about what to pour the tea. And, you know, and to kind of envisage these madmen-style meetings. <laughs> it's, just, it's just preposterous. It is true, actually. Every time I think of the UCI meeting, I do think of, of a room full of men sitting around smoking and drinking whiskey. <laughs> Shit, that's Shit, my dream my job. job. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah. Um, uh, so, but yes, it's it's I, so I it's utterly infuriating. The the thing that I find absolutely staggering is that, um, you know, on on the one hand, on the men's side of the sport, we've actually got very very real and serious problems with uh, senior members of the the UCI management involving themselves far too closely with teams and riders and um, and things like that to the point where allegations of, of corruption, very serious allegations of corruption, um, of possible cover-ups of positive tests for drugs and so on and so forth, all come into play. And and on the women's side of the sport, nothing. Nothing. I mean, I swear the UCI actually must have buried in some secret document for their management team... Um, a, a subclause along the lines of women cycling has cooties, stay the fuck away. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense because uh, they can't possibly hate. I, I find, yeah, they can't possibly hate half of the world's population that much, can they? They can't really, can they? Like all of them? All no, of no, them? No, this no, isn't no, one no. person. Mate, they don't hate all of them because they can completely see the point of it. 
because you've got to have podium girls. But podium girls aren't cyclists because podium girls have to be like you know tall and model ish. Well, are you suggesting that late that women women cycling cycling ladies aren't tall and beautiful? No, I'm suggesting that most of them aren't tall. Okay, you know you do know that most of them are Dutch. Most uh, really, like numerically, most of them are Dutch. Oh, whatever. There are more Dutch than the rest of the world combined. Uh, anyway, probably. Right, yeah, see, you were trying to give me one or two outliers to disprove my hypothesis. Which, by the way, was I, a completely... But no, I do thing. have another outlier, because I think it's... Um, the other reason that UCI doesn't hate women is because they see them very, very... They've got a very, very important function, okay? So, you know when um, a dude has just run away race... And he turns up on the podium with his adorable little moppet, little child, adorable little child, um, <laughs> to, to wave around in a mini jersey. <laughs> so they're meant to deliver the UCI eugenics program, are they? <laughs> yeah, someone has to give birth to those adorable <laughs> children. So it's not actually women cycling at all, it's UCI eugenics selection. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesomely wrong um yeah so um <sighs> I, I mean i was i was i was playing angels advocate and trying to find a positive to all your um less positives but i failed with that one yes the uci what a bunch of dicks yeah like seriously it, it's just i find it absolutely galling that uh in in the digital age that we live in where communication with pretty much anybody is easier than you would expect, that the governing body of the sport is proving itself to be such a massive failure at consulting with riders, consulting with team managers, consulting with race organisers to proactively look for solutions. Nobody here is unrealistic. No one thinks that the UCI is just going to magic a bunch of unicorns out of the sky and fix everything. But for fuck's sake, they could at least have some serious conversations. <laughs> I don't think that's too much to ask. Oh, shall we move back to some positives? I think we need to. <laughs> we shouldn't. Like, I mean, for God's sake, the last thing we should let happen is for the, the 2012 cycling season to be ended by the UCI. <laughs> Although we did start with Pat McQuaid as a dick. So, you know, I suppose there would be something cyclical. Um... Positive, you mentioned them earlier, and it does tie in with your um, weird uh, patriotism. But fuck me, haven't Orica AIS been fantastic? Yeah, see, that's still, that's, that's kind of the sore point for me, though, because uh, part of my, my aversion to nationalism is that whole national team idea. I mean, they've had a great season, and congratulations to them and to everyone who has worked so hard uh, to make that a success. But you know, I, I have to admit, I have this kind of uncomfortable relationship with the idea of there being a an Australian team. But mate, mate, it's an Australian team where you aren't <laughs> not Australian yet. Um, won the Ronda van Vlaanderen again, and oh my god, wasn't that win beautiful? She oh, just oh, gorgeous. Um, this is the second time she won the Flanders. Oh, and it was fantastic, and Judith, and then she went on to win the World's ITT, and they raced really well, and Linda Willemsen, also not Australian, um, wrote 
in, winning Giro Trentino. It was just great. And apart from their little blip where their website disappeared for the whole of the Tour de France and afterwards, they've just been really good fun. You know, they seem to be. They really have, good and history. and yeah. Sorry, I I don't mean to be unfair to them, and I apologise if I have been unfair to them. I think the thing is, though, I, I can only imagine that it may be similar for you living in the UK with Sky, where. So much of the promotion and press attention here now is on the Australian team. And so um, it's like, it's almost almost like other teams don't really exist. Or that there's this underlying cultural assumption that you must love this team and not any others because this is the Australian team. And, you know, my relationship with cycling just doesn't work like that. Cycling and I have an open relationship. We have an understanding. <laughs> what you mean? Cyc- cycling's allowed to go and uh, sleep with as many people as cycling wants, and you sit at home waiting. <laughs> hey, don't judge us. We've come to our arrangement. <laughs> I'm also allowed to support whatever team I want or whatever rider I want. You know. Uh- Okay. Yeah, I I get control of the remote on the TV, so it's not oh, completely one sided. Yeah, do do you get to choose which side of the bed you sleep on? And cycling cycling lets you have that. Yeah, yeah, cycling's nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much. I, I do have to point out that your your determination to rebrand me as not pathetic and hopeless has really, really gone well. I know, I was just thinking that exact same thing. It's like, oh shit, I'm supposed to it's supposed to be desirable, Dan, not tragic. Uh, awesome. uh, ladies, he's single. <laughs> and and Sarah has no idea why. Met you, perhaps you have a really awful halitosis. No, I'm sure he doesn't, ladies. <laughs> anyway, moving on from Dan's tragic bachelor. <laughs> what other positives did you have, Dan, this year? I don't know. I'm currently emotionally crushed. <laughs> I, I wanted to actually I wanted to actually share with um, with everyone my absolutely favorite all-time favorite search term that anyone has used to find their way to our blog. Oh my god, which one? Well, because you know the internet's full of like fucking weirdos. Um, <laughs> and so there's some really interesting things that that people search that can quite benignly bring them to your website. Uh, so this is my personal favorite crazy search term that someone's actually searched and then clicked on our website as a result. Big fuck after a track race. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you told me, if you told me (laughs) that that was a feature of track, I would have been much more interested. My favourite is um, someone clicked on our blog after searching for great fucking women. <laughs> uh, didn't quite get what they were looking for, but got what they needed. <laughs> women cycling. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, 
Speaking of blogs, one of my other positive things are the other good team. I mean, so many strong teams. A couple of years ago, uh, women's cycling was there was uh, HTC High Road versus specialized uh, sorry, versus um, uh, Cervelo Test Team, yeah, with uh, Mariana Voss uh, as the as 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 the, as the kind of other thing. And the, the the talent has just spread around so much. But I've particularly enjoyed everything about specialized Lululemon this year. They've just been the world's greatest team. Um, I, I love their blogs. I love their website. I loved when they launched their site that they don't have those, you know, boring headshots of people, you know, standing in their uniform. They have those really great uh, pictures. I love their Twitter presence. I love their racing. I fucking love their racing. I love everything. They're just such a good team. And yes, long may they last. Hurrah, hurrah for specialized Lululemon. I think you're all wonderful. Thank Indeed. you entertaining me they are they're wonderful they are an excellent team and their results this year have been spectacular they're just yeah i think it's going to be interesting though because with farlene and hosking leaving that's i mean i've 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 seen hosking as like a natural um a natural uh follower of inayoko tutenberg but it does make me wonder whether toot's actually going to retire or not oh that's a good point because she has been talking and talking and talking all year. I mean, her incredibly funny blogs. I've loved them all about, I'm old, I'm tired, I can hardly get my leg over the bike anymore. Oh, my last season. But you start to wonder. Well, I start to wonder. And, yeah, I think it's going to be quite interesting to see what happens. I hope it's not a sign of problems. Um, I know uh, Folleen had had um, a radio interview after the Swedish Worlds where she said that she wasn't particularly happy with her bike and, and how things had gone this year. But, yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens. And, I mean, I really look forward to seeing Chloe Hosking um, uh, writing, you know, writing for her set, writing for herself. I'm a huge fan of her, as I've possibly said every time we've podcasted. But yeah, um, another interesting team is Tipco to the top, where they've just signed. They've signed some more RR drink riders. They've got Chantal Blark, who's a young GC rider of the future, I guess is the best way to describe her. And they've signed Shelley Olds, who's the American sprint star. Yep. And, and both from RR. But they've also signed Claudia Hauschler from Green Edge, from Oracle AIS. Um, Hauschler was a, an amazing talent. She was an amazing talent. She's very, very young uh, talent. In 2009, she won the Giro and the Tour de Lode, which are you know two equivalents of the of the Tour de France for men, of the Tour de France for men. And then she had that horrible accident in 2010, where uh, which she has taken her quite a long time to recover from. But yeah. Uh, I'm interested in that because it kind of implies Tibco. Well, you wouldn't hire Black, Hausler, and Olds if you were going to be based in the USA predominantly. So, yeah, that's going to be fun to see, I think. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that means we've got more to look forward to in 2013, which is excellent. Yeah. So, really, yeah. all we need to do now is figure out how to get from here to there. And I think you have a bit of a plan, Sarah, because you want to torture me continuously between now and the start of the season next year with well, cross and track and cross and Oh, track. you're talking to you with cycling. And I just got meant in general by mocking your tragic life. Oh, no. See, we're coming into summer down here. My life's brilliant. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah, we have got cross and track 
and cross and track and oh i love it it's going to be so cool so um, much running so much running track and they're riding in they're going to be um they're going to be the, the the track the track world cup dan oh my god and the track world cup in glasgow and the new chris hoy velodrome i mean that will be fantastic it'll be beautiful it'll be a brand new fast velodrome it's the velodrome that the commonwealth games are going to be held in in 2014 so hurrah 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 it's going to be brilliant and cross starts soon and and everyone Everyone should like cyclocross. Even right, the reason you should actually like cyclocross- who, who from the who from the pro road peloton is going to be riding cross this year? Do we know? Do we have any indication uh, yet? Well, Helen Wyman, of course, the Indeed. amazing Helen Wyman, uh, the fabulous Helen Wyman, the brilliant Helen Wyman, the spectacular uh, Helen Wyman. She may even race herself in all these races. <laughs> Uh, Mariana Voss loves her cyclocross, so I imagine that she'll she'll start late this year um, because you know it's she has just won the worlds and the Olympics and everything else this year, so she probably does deserve a little bit of a break. Um, Hanka Kupfenagel, Sana Kant, oh, it's going to be great! It's going to be lovely. But the key thing to remember about cyclocross is when they fall down because they're falling on mud, it's all right to laugh. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, it's 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 all good. It's a great sport, and I and I'm sure you'll. I'm sure just as I was, just as just as you were right about Rachel Nalan, you'll have to be admitting this, that yes, Sarah, you were right. I did find that race very entertaining. Well, there's only one way for us to find out, and that's going to be to record us watching a race together. Um, <laughs> if it's anything like making you watch track, listening to you get very, listening to you get very grumpy and misanthropic. What are they doing? I hate it. It's rubbish. It's pointless. <laughs> well, it wasn't quite that bad. I had practical and honest suggestions of how to improve it because track's so fucking boring. Let them turn around and go back the other way. Take a right hander every now and then. Anyway, it's going to be good, and we'll have lots of trips. Um, after after all the outrageous gasping I heard in the background, you didn't have a rejoinder? That's so unfair. <laughs> uh, what can I say? I would have thought you'd be used to disappointment by now. <laughs> I'm, used, I'm used to giving disappointment. Yeah, so track and cross and yes, so yeah, and apparently the women ride Curacao this year as well. Cool. So we should have photos of, um, you know, just as we get the pictures of the Schlecks playing pillow fighting on a greasy pole and race and <laughs> swimming with dolphins and <laughs> playing volleyball in the sand and things. Um, yeah, we should have women riders at Curacao as well. I'm sure it's a very important race. <laughs> Oh, um, so in even though we've got all this going on, uh, we will be slowing down slightly on our recording schedule over the off season um, to give Sarah and I a bit of a break, and also to make sure that we've got more than enough to to talk about. So we will be back in a couple of weeks um, discussing, obviously more transfer news as it comes through and uh and various other things but in the meantime please do feel free to uh take us to task and tell us 
the multiplicity of things that we forgot about, ignored, and just plain got wrong in our recap of 2012. <laughs> it wasn't technically a re- recap. It was moments we liked. Oh, sure. Try and get us off the hook, Sarah. Fine. <laughs> but yes, thank you for listening, and thank you for, thank you for joining us. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and I hope we can do it again next season. Absolutely. Now, one last thing, just quickly. Um, we are nearly finished um, in terms of organising the designs that will be going on to the prizes for our riders from the social media jersey. So the jersey design's nearly completed, the certificates are nearly completed. Uh, thank you again to everyone for being involved. We will make sure to make a big fuss about that as those those prizes are sent out to riders. Um, and yes, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, thank you. And have a nice off-season.